So today, I want to go a direction I'm guessing not one of you anticipated going in a hear him class. I want to point out that you have far more control over revelation than you've ever realized. I'm hoping over the next couple of weeks to have convinced you that you control the flow of revelation. That there is a Heavenly Father up there that is not waiting, or He is not the slow part of the process. He is sending information as fast as He possibly can, and the slow side is our side. And that you control the flow. You control how much revelation you receive. Now, how many times have we heard President Nelson plead with us to do the work necessary to increase revelation? And I'm wondering what you hear when he says that. Just keep more commandments. Keep more commandments so you qualify for revelation. And I think that's important. But tonight I want to open a door and help you see what are some of the spirit, what are some of the things he's speaking of when he says, do the work necessary to get more revelation. If I could convince you that you could dramatically increase the flow of revelation into your life with very simple changes, would you do them? So let's turn to a doctrine that I think has kind of gotten lost. When I say the word, tell me the first thing that pops into your head. Ready? Word of wisdom. Smoking. smoking. Word of wisdom. Smoking. Alcohol. Now, the reality is the word of wisdom is such a complex doctrine, and we've kind of mutated it into, we've morphed it into one thing. And unfortunately, word of wisdom has become a discussion on things I'm not supposed to partake of, like alcohol and tobacco. And that is a significant part of the conversation. But the reason those things are forbidden Turn with me to section 89. Let's turn to the word of wisdom, section 89. Let's read verse 4. And this is the subject that we're not going to have in this class. We're going to save for, no, we won't even do it another day, but we're going to save for another class on why there is a revelation on word of wisdom. You take my Book of Mormon class, we will talk very much about this portion of the word of wisdom because it has to do with understanding modern day secret combinations. If the Jaredites were destroyed by secret combinations and the Nephites were destroyed by secret combinations and the prophecy is that we will be destroyed by secret combinations, here the Lord calls out a secret combination. Let's read verse 4. Anyone willing to read? Section 89, verse 4. Behold, verily thus saith the Lord unto you, in consequence of evils and design which do and will exist in the hearts of conspiring in the last days, so there's an entire layer of the word of wisdom associated with the conspiracies to control us. It's, uh, he's calling out secret combinations. Secret combinations in our day are often using addiction to control you. 
So that's one whole aspect of the word of wisdom. Stay away from those conspiracies that are trying to control you. Now, unfortunately, that's all we really ever talk about when we talk about word of wisdom. And that's a shame. So let's set that one on the shelf for today. We are not going to talk about alcohol or tobacco. We're not going to talk about that aspect. We're going to focus on verse 3. Verse 4 is another day's discussion. Verse 3 is our discussion. But before we do verse 3, can I take you back to section 88? I just want to set this up a little bit. Go back to section 88, this incredible section on Jesus and the role that he plays in the plan of salvation. If I could describe section, if I could show a picture of section 88, what I would do is I'd have just a hundred different frames of different pictures of Jesus all put on top of each other. That's section 88. Let's take a look at Jesus in all of his glory. Jesus as life, Jesus as light, Jesus as law. Beautiful section. But right in the middle of all of that, the Lord dropped a doctrinal bomb that so many people never notice. And I'm going to make sure you notice it today. Section 88, verse 15. One little sentence. And there is not another religion on the planet who is teaching this. This is unique to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. The soul of man consists of what? Body and spirit connected. My soul is body and spirit. They are inseparably connected. Now, sometimes we think, oh, this poor body, this, you know, this decaying body, I'm getting old. I never anticipated the pains of getting old, but there's a lot of things I can't do anymore. My son's in that gym playing basketball. And when I was his age, I would never stop. At my age, I have to stop. And my ankles don't work and my eyes don't work. I can barely read anything without glasses. You would think that dying and losing this shell of a body would free my spirit, right? But in section 89, when Joseph F. Joseph F. Smith saw this vision of going into the spirit, well, how did the spirits think of the loss of their body? It was, a, it was a bondage. Because what were they missing? Their soul. They were missing a major part of their soul. And they longed to have their bodies back, even if it was broken and, and challenged. My soul is my body and my spirit. If I could just impress that doctrine upon you. Let me point out what James E. Talmadge said. James E. Talmadge, author of Jesus the Christ. If you, anyone ever read Jesus the Christ? Well, absolutely one of the most brilliant men that has ever lived, right? If you can get through the language of Jesus Christ, without a, if you can read it without a dictionary, bless your soul. Because the man writes at a, lay, a layer that... But this man was brilliant. Elder Talmadge once said the following about that unique doctrine. 
We have been taught to look upon these bodies of ours as gifts from God. We Latter-day Saints do not regard the body as something to be condemned, something to be abhorred, something to be subdued in the sense in which that expression is often heard in the world. Chastity belts and all of that. We regard it as a sign of our royal birth that we have bodies upon the earth. We believe that these bodies are to be well cared for, that they are to be looked upon as something belonging to the Lord, and that each may be made in the very truth the temple of the Holy Ghost, the place into which the Spirit of God shall enter and where He shall delight to dwell. It is peculiar to the theology of the Latter-day Saints that we regard the body as an essential part of the soul. Read your dictionaries, your lexicons, your encyclopedias, and you will find that nowhere outside of the church of Jesus Christ is the solemn and eternal truth taught that the soul of man is the body and the spirit combined. I am only a soul when they're together and they're functioning. Now, what's the very next section the Lord gave after that one? After declaring that doctrine, the soul of man is body and spirit. What was the next section? 89, word of wisdom. And he's going to teach an eternal truth. If my soul is body and spirit, then before we even go into the word of wisdom, tell me, One of the very best ways to improve my spirit and the flow of revelation to my spirit would be what? Take better care of my physical body. That is the doctrine. You control the flow from God by how you treat this instrument, this half of your soul. So now let's read verse 3, section 89, verse 3. And we're going to leave, we're gonna leave a, verse 4 for another day. We're going to skip that part, but let's go to verse 3. Because we often forget this aspect of the word of wisdom. Word of wisdom is alcohol and tobacco and drugs. No. The word of wisdom is a thousand other things. And let's read it. Who'll read verse 3? This is the doctrine. Anyone want to read? Abby, please, verse 3. Even to a principle which promised, adapted to the capacity of the weak and the weakest of all saints. Adapted? Do we adapt how much alcohol you can drink? Is there a limit? Is there a level of alcohol that's okay? Are there a certain number of cigarettes that are okay? Is that what we mean by adaptable? No, that's verse 4. This is a totally different subject. This is the subject of how I treat my body and how it opens up revelation. Because my soul is body and spirit. And so, given for a principle with a promise. The best way to understand the principle is to understand the promise. So jump down to verse 18. And I'll bet you, you've never really read it carefully. All saints who remember to keep and do these sayings, walking in obedience to the commandments of commandments, shall receive health. And that's where we end the sentence. You keep the word of wisdom, you'll be healthy. And I do applaud that. 
But that's not what the sentence says, does it? If you keep the word of wisdom, you'll have health in your navel. Does that strike you as an odd phrase? If I obey the word of wisdom, if I adapt it to me, if I take better care of my instrument, I will have health in my navel. So what's my navel? You be quiet for a minute. He's, we've had this discussion many times. What's my navel? Mine is literally the navel's like the belly button. Okay, so if I ask what is my navel, this is the most confusing promise I've ever heard. I want a healthy navel? Really, Lord? That's the promise of the word of wisdom? No, so let me not ask what is my navel. Let me ask what was my navel. Okay, my navel was a connection to mom. And what happened through that? She fed me and took waste out. She brought in and took out. She, she brought me nutrition and took out waste through that navel. So what he seems to be implying here? You have a spiritual navel. You are just as connected to parents spiritually as you were in the womb physically. And if you want my personal opinion, total my personal opinion, not doctrine of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, I think it's still mom. I think we are connected to Heavenly Mother. I think she is the one that feeds us and takes away the waste that poisons us. You are connected to God through the navel. Now, those of you who've been to the temple, when you stand at that veil, how are you connected to God? Through the navel. And as a reminder of that, every one of you that have been clothed in sacred apparel re, re, carry a reminder. So tell me what that's supposed to remind you. What is the reminder of the navel supposed to remind you? Have you ever asked yourself that when you look at it? What is that mark supposed to remind you of? And I think the image of being connected to God through a navel. And now he says, you want to increase the flow? The secret is how you take care of your body. The way you take care of your physical body will increase or slow down the flow of nutrients from heavenly parents. You control the flow. You. So let's draw this. My soul is body and spirit. And this one has a connection. And the way to increase the flow from heaven 
is to take better care of this one. It's really simple. Do you remember what I asked? If you could make simple changes to dramatically improve the revelation that came from heaven, would you do it? Well, here are the simple changes. So let's talk about what are some of the things that have an influence on the body that will flow, what will increase or slow down the flow of information from God. Food through my navel, health in my navel, marrow in my bones. Allow heavenly parents to feed me. Well, one of the major topics of the word of wisdom is what we eat. What you eat affects revelation. Let me say that again. What you eat, how much you eat, when you eat, and what you don't eat affect revelation. You want more revelation? Eat better. You want more revelation? Eat better. If I put no fuel or the wrong kind of fuel into my vehicle, none of you would be surprised if it doesn't function properly, would you? Not one of you would be surprised if my car breaks down, if I don't put fuel in it, or if I put the wrong kind of fuel in it. Why then are we not surprised if I'm not feeling spiritual? I'm not on the top of my game. I don't, my emotional health, my mental health, my spiritual health seems to be dragging and you don't make the connection between that and what you're eating. Do you see the simple way to receive more revelation? No condemnation, no raising of the hands, but tell me what, don't tell me, but think about what you've eaten today. Or maybe appropriately asked, maybe what have you not eaten today that you know you should have eaten today? Do you rush out of the house without breakfast? Does your fast-paced life dictate what you eat? And are you dragging spiritually? Are you failing to connect with heaven? Are you surprised? Do you see the connection? Eat better. Eat as fuel eat for social, but understand that this body needs the right food. Now, that's where it's adaptable. Is there a right food for everyone? I don't think so. You need to know what is right for you. You need to adapt what you eat so that you increase the flow of revelation. So what you eat, there's one. Let's talk about probably the next biggest one. This body needs rest. And if you ask me, the biggest violation of the word of wisdom is sleep. Not just the amount, 
the quality. Are you allowing your body to rest? How many of you keep your phones right next to the bed and the last thing you do and the first thing you do and you don't allow your mind to have a break from anything? How many of you find yourself always on your phone and in the middle of the night unable to sleep? And when you can't sleep, tell me what you do. You grab your phone. There are simple things you can do to better take care of your body that will increase the flow of revelation. Now, I I have children who are susceptible to mental health issues. It runs in my family. Um, When I was 16, my brother ended his life. And I believe didn't, I don't, it probably took me 30 years to be able to say this. I believe it was an undiagnosed cage of teenage depression that was manifested himself in anything but depression. My parents had learned to recognize the signs of teenage depression. I wonder if my brother would be alive today. And so I have learned to recognize the signs of teenage depression and I have sought help for my children some more seriously than others. The first thing the doctor does every single time is starts to find a medication. Now I have a daughter who's on her fifth type of medication because you gotta find the right medication that works, the right dosage, the right medication. So we try to find a medication. Almost without fail, when I take my children in and we find a medication, the second visit to the doctor The doctor asks the same question. You want to know what the question is that a doctor asks the second visit? After we find a medication that's starting to work, without fail, guess what the doctor asks? Tell me about your diet and tell me about your sleep pattern. Because why? Tell me why. The medicine will only go so far. If you're not doing this, now you want to open up that flow? You want health in your navel? I'm going to keep it here. You want health in your navel, marrow in your bones? If you want to find wisdom and treasures of knowledge, sleep more. Sleep better. Forego certain activities that you love in order to give your body the rest that it needs. Okay, should we do some others? Tell me what you have learned has an impact on your physical body, which therefore increases or decreases the flow of revelation from heaven. Okay, we've got to talk about exercise. Now, I'm guessing those of you who are students who go from class to class to class, and especially in a large campus. I went to the University of Utah, and I had to sprint in 15 minutes, sometimes from the physics building over to the chemistry building, and then back to the physics building. And you know what? I got plenty of exercise. But then you graduate. And many of us get a job where we go to work and sit. And then we go home and sit. 
And I wonder why I wasn't feeling as healthy and as vibrant as I did when I was in college. And there it is. You want a healthy heart? Do what to it? Stress it. Beat it. You know what I mean by that. <laughs> Pun intended. Exercise. That's a good one. Okay, keep going. Let's push the boundaries a little bit and make connections between revelation and things you haven't thought are connected to revelation. What do you mean? What do you mean mindset, Whitney? Can I, again, turning to the Book of Mormon, I find something so fascinating in the daughters of Ishmael. And I wonder how many of us slow the flow of revelation because they, we have what I call daughter of Ishmael disease. How many of you have found yourself with daughter of Ishmael disease? Second Nephi chapter 16, verse 34, Ishmael dies. Now watch what his daughters do. It came to pass that the daughters of Ishmael did mourn exceedingly because of the loss of their father. I'll let you see my notes so you can kind of see where we're going. They're mourning because of the loss of their father. Now, what burden is that? That's today's burden. Today, I failed a test. Took my daughter to the, M the DMV not too long ago so she could get her permit and she failed. She failed the test. That's today's burden. Now, what do they add to today's burden? And because of the afflictions in the wilderness. What did they add to today's burden? Yesterday's burden. So as soon as my daughter is getting all upset about failing the test today, what does she do? She remembers everything she's ever failed in the past. Every test she's ever failed, everything that's ever gone wrong. So now the weight of the failed test plus the weight of every failed test is on her shoulders. Now, listen, it gets worse. They did murmur against my father because he had brought them out of the land of Jerusalem, saying, our father is dead. That's today's problem. And we have wandered much in the wilderness and have suffered much affliction, hunger, thirst, and fatigue. That's yesterday's problem. Now, what do they add? And after all these things, after all these sufferings, we must yet perish in the wilderness with hunger. So tell me what my daughter now does. She failed today's test. She's remembering everything she's ever failed. And then what does she do? I'm never, ever going to do anything successful. I'm going to fail every test I ever take. She's anticipating failure. Now, with all three of those weights on her shoulders, tell me what the daughters of Ishmael do. They quit. They quit. That's daughter of Ishmael disease. 
You load up the camper. We're, we're planning this great camping trip. Oh, we're so excited. We put a lot of work into it. We load up the camper. We're pulling out of town, and the camper gets a flat tire. That's today's problem. Now, what do we often do? This always happens. Every time we want to go somewhere fun, we have some problem. Every single time, this always happens. We're never going to be able to do anything fun. Past, present, future. And so what's the conclusion? Let's just go home. I'm done. Let's just go home. And we quit. You're all laughing because why? Because we do this. And you wonder why the flow is... Now, contrast the daughters of Ishmael with Nephi in this same chapter. He breaks his bow and, and he just makes another one. He breaks his bow and just makes another one. So tell me what Nephi would do if he fails the DMV test. Hey, I'm going to study a little bit harder and take it again. Done. <laughs> That's it. She goes home. She, meaning my daughter. Okay, I failed. I probably didn't study as hard as I should have. This is on me. I accept it. I'm going to study harder. I'm going to test, test again. Yeah. Okay. Nephi gets a flat tire on the way out of town with the camper. What does he do? He gets a new tire. We can solve this. I wonder if there's something to Whitney saying about having an attitude of I can do this versus an attitude of I give up. <laughs> I never succeed when I try. Do you see? You control the flow. Tell me what happened when Nephi had his attitude. He breaks a new bow or he builds a new bow and then he says, Dad, where shall I go? And what happens? Revelation flows. This is where you go. And that's where the game was. And they ate. Do you think Nephi's attitude with the bow had anything to do with the revelation that came about where the, where the animals were? See what I'm trying to say? The attitude increases the flow. Great one. Let's do some more. Let's think a little outside the box. What do you now recognize is a valve I can turn to increase revelation? Rebecca. Okay. How do I say this? Um, I don't know how to say it, but we all get that idea, right? It's... It's where I go. It's what I do. It's putting myself in an environment where I'm looking forward to something. I'm, say it again. That's probably a good one. I know you've all felt that. Have you ever been somewhere you knew you shouldn't be and you can feel this shutting down? Because you're not supposed to be here. I can control the flow by being. Remember when Corianton commits adultery with the harlot? What Alma tells him is, you should not have forsaken the ministry. You should not have been here. 
You should have been there. I think that's an excellent one. Keep going. Okay, clothing. Have you noticed that what you put on has, effect, has an effect on the flow? Now, again, that's adaptable. If I go to a jazz game and wear my suit and sit there like this, that's inappropriate. That's inappropriate, and I'm going to feel it. But if I go to another environment and act like, if I go to church and act like I'm at a jazz game, I'm affecting the flow. So what I wear and what I put into my mind. I think, you're, you're, you see, you're starting to see, I control the flow of revelation. It's in my power to decide how much it flows to me by doing these things. Can I just throw out a dozen hygiene? Just taking care of your body. I know sometimes we just get a little bit lazy, but taking the effort to take care of your body. Can I give you an example? I have a daughter that suffers with severe depression. And we can always tell when the depression is really bad because she stops taking care of herself. And she has long, beautiful hair. And so my wife, bless her heart, will just sit her down and take a brush and brush her hair. Something so simple. Just brush her hair out. And it lifts her. It lifts her. Hygiene of your room, hygiene of your circumstances. Can you imagine walking into the temple and it was a mess? Would the physical condition of the temple affect the spirit that it housed? Isn't that true of your body? Water and sun. Now I say that as we approach winter, because none of us have had a problem with that, but we're about to. If you are not careful, you are going to notice some severe changes in your body as the amount of sun we get decreases. Your body needs sun. And sometimes you just need to get out into the sun. You need water. Hormones need to be balanced. If, you, if your body stops producing a hormone, you need to supplement and balance that hormone. It's going to have an effect on your spirituality. The movies you watch, the music you listen to, everything that's physical is a knob that you turn to increase revelation. You have more control than you realize. Take that control. If you don't believe me, do you remember what Daniel did? The king was going to give him a diet that Daniel says, no way, I'm not eating that. And the, the servant says, I got I to, gotta, the king's going to kill me. No, he said what? What did Daniel say? Test me. Test me for 10 days. Let me eat what I know is right for me. And you come back 
And what was the test? Was he just physically stronger? Did his muscles grow? Probably not. What was the test for Daniel? His countenance and his wisdom. Because what flows when you take care of your body? Revelation flows. Now, I promise you, some of that revelation is how to do math. How to do physics. If you are struggling at school, part of the flow that you can increase is for school. I promise. Test me. Ten days. Take care of your body and watch what happens in every other aspect. If we're going to hear him, we need to understand that rule. That the body and the spirit are inseparably connected. And one of the most significant ways to have health in my navel, marrow in my bones, is to take better care of my physical body. All of you who've been endowed, wear a reminder of that. Remember it. God and I are connected through a navel. Take better care of my body. Feed it, rest it, keep it clean, keep it stimulated. And revelation will flow. We ought to put, we, there's so many more we can put on this list, right? Can I put this one? We are programmed for each other. Now, we're going to pause and do another couple of these, but I want to come back to this in a couple of weeks because your greatest happiness will come from the people in your life. And the biggest pain, your greatest pains will come from the people in your life. <laughs> Learning to navigate that path is going to be critical to revelation. And we're going to talk about how to do that. What are the rules about getting the right people in and keeping the wrong people out? That will increase flow. But you see how it all is going to, it's going to kind of come back to this idea that I control the flow. And one of the ways I do that is how I take care of this. Of that, I stand as a witness. You don't believe it? Test it for 10 days and watch what happens. I solemnly testify that God has given us a valve to increase revelation. Take better care of your body. And I say that in the name of Jesus Christ, amen.